welcome to With All Due Respect. This is Chef, and as always, when listening to our podcast, um, be sure to write a review. Share the podcast with your friends. A lot of podcasts going on, but this is an excellent podcast, so let your people know. Share it. Put us on your social medias. Do all that shit. It's cool. Um, this is episode 172. Damn. <laughs> That's a lot of episodes, gentlemen. Well done. And it's really more than that. It really is. Really, yeah. yeah. What was it? Episode 50 was like 12 episodes or something. And this, I think, I don't want to like quote it, but isn't this like our, like our anniversary? I know on this day, I took a picture of my microphone in 2017, like when I when it came in. So I, it couldn't be too far off. No, because then you like use like a call center headpiece for the first couple episodes or something. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I, I resemble, resemble right now. I resemble that remark. Like I'm doing, like I'm doing right now. It's, it's, the, it's the same one. It's, it's the same. I'm practical. Hey, you know, I keep me a good call center. Hey man, what's, I mean, we, we gotta we gotta switch up the mics, man, for when we do the when we go when we go video. We gotta go video, man, before before the end of the year. We gotta yeah, go before our anniversary comes. I agree. Remember though, I used to be on the uh, I used to be on the road every week, so like. It just made sense. Like this is like my work shit. It would be in my work bag, so I just he kept was. it rolling. He, he absolutely was. Yeah, that nigga five thousand. You have to just have the sweetest mic and mic voice, and then right. Wood stole all our money and <laughs> got, <laughs> got LEDs and shit. Like, right. Nigga we got never got the, we never got the pizza party for the record. Never got the pizza party real good. Wood with the white <laughs> voice. What up? Five thousand Northside, Florida. It's your boy J Joe. NRG. Right on. So how's everybody been, man? Um, what's been the latest and greatest? I'll start with you, Jay. What's been going on with you, man? Hey, man. What's up? It's hey. Me. What's going on, man? Oh, man. Same old, same old, man. Just trying to beat the heat. Um, it's been hot out here, man. I missed the Kendrick Lamar concert in New Orleans and in Atlanta. So I'm Ooh. sad about that, but Ooh. I'm going to catch it somewhere. In a city near you, maybe literally, once you come to Orlando, I don't know, but I'm trying to fuck with it. Um, and then I heard that um, on the radio the other day that ice cream trucks were uh, probably going to be extinct in a little while just because of the price of diesel gas and just doing the cost analysis versus how much money. It's not really worth it for them. So, so funny you should mention that. So I was, I was. I heard the ice cream truck go by, and it's one of the hood ice cream trucks with the bars and shit on it. Um, where do you get ice cream truck supplies? Like, if I want to order in bulk, like some of the frog pops or something like that, like where, where would I get that? Uh, Sam's Costco, I'm guessing. I, no, I've been in Sam's business? Costco. Oh, they have, a, they have a Restaurant Depot. Maybe Restaurant Depot. Uh, I feel like I ain't never But I got a Restaurant Depot card. I feel like I've never seen them. I don't be looking for that shit, but I feel like I've never seen that shit in any store. So they might have, um, they might have a specialty ice cream like industry spot. Because when I was going to sell like uh, Chicago style popcorn, they had like this big thick book that they sent me where you could buy like different poppers and different types of kernels and, and all types of shit like that. Wait, so you was going to make your own popcorn at the crib and, and sell it? Uh, no, I wasn't going to make it at the crib and sell it. I was going to go to like. New Orleans has a lot of festivals, so it started off as like maybe kettle corn I was going to do. Uh, you've seen those before. Yeah. But then I was like, talked to this one guy, I was going to do like, you know, similar to Garrett's, uh, and then like vacuum sealed bags and stuff like that, and 
uh, before. You know how to make it. So you know how to make it. Well, I knew a guy who knew how to make it. So. Oh man, there's a big right. market for that on Etsy, man. I I actually buy a. I'm a popcorn head, so I buy a lot of popcorn on Etsy. So if you get like flavors like dill pickle flavors and stuff like that, like they're outstanding. So if you get that business off the ground, I'm more than happy to throw my hard-earned money at you. Me too. So, so the so what's crazy is is that the guy who I was talking to, he lived in Chicago, so he started he was gonna do it as fun he started doing it as fundraisers for high school and now like fast forward to like twenty I guess maybe last year they started like Everybody's doing these popcorn fundraisers, but that's yeah. not him. That's the white man. The good so, popcorn. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but going back to ice cream trucks, um, I, they said that the Choco Taco is no longer in circulation. I've never had a Choco Taco. No, neither have I. Uh, they seem but, too aggressive for me. But I saw one and it looked pretty sweet. So I'm going to ask y'all, what is y'all's top two go-to ice cream truck treats? When the ice cream man pulls up or pulled up, hmm. uh, Mickey Mouse bars number one. Yes, yeah, classic. And that was really like one and two, but sometimes I would uh, get a screwball. What's a screwball? It was um, it was like a cone, plastic cone, and then it had like some kind of pink ice cream. I don't really remember the flavor, and then it had a gumball at the bottom or some kind of like it might have been a hard candy or something i forget but uh it was all the way at the bottom so you like you like gum at the end of your treats <laughs> no that's what i'm saying i don't remember I for saying, sure. doesn't, doesn't the mickey mouse have like a gum nose or something Mm-mm. mickey mouse had uh like the chocolate shell kind of like a bonbon for the ears oh, and yeah. stuff. i think the frog the, the frog has bubble gum eyes i think it is <laughs> is that is that one of your top two wood i don't I don't go to the ice cream truck and get ice cream. I'd be like, let me get a pickle. <laughs> and, oh, he goes. And if it's and if it's like the a country one or a hood one, if they got a pickle, they gotta appreciate that too. But um, ice cream wise, man, I'm real simple. It, like, it doesn't have to be ice cream if that's your treats. If that's yeah, I mean, if I can get a pickle, if I can get a pickle, egg or a pickle or something like that, maybe like some chili Fritos or something. I, and, and yes, it's the stereotype, you know. That's what I want, you know. But if I get ice cream, I, I'm simple, man. What's the um the rocket pop? I, I'll get that. Bomb pop. Bomb pop. Yeah. yeah I'm good. simple. I am. I'm chip witch, and uh, and uh, creamsicle. What's a chip witch? Chip witch is the ice cream, like the the chocolate chip cookie sandwich. So it's oh. chocolate chip cookies is the bread and the ice cream in between. So hey, how much them be costing? That sounded like something that was kind of expensive back in the day. That was the expensive one, so that's why I couldn't really like. I I got that on like a special occasion, but usually it would just be a creamsicle. I, I sound like that's for the adults. Birthday. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that. You said what? <laughs> that's it what like your mama kind of for the adults. Like that shit wasn't really colorful or nothing. I remember what you were talking about, but I, I don't think that was for kids. <laughs> right. You got to order that off the I was a little fat boy. It, it was definitely not for kids. But they was like, ooh, a sandwich <laughs> yeah. made out of ice cream. Your, mom, and your mama said, let me get a chip witch and a Zima or some shit. You know, that's for adults. Nigga, that shit sounds fire as hell, nigga. <laughs> chip witch <laughs> and a Zima. I kind of want that right <laughs> now. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely a, a, a bomb pop old school. You know what I'm saying? Give me that red, red, yellow, blue. All right, so that's 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 me. So, what's going on with you, five thousand? Uh, sorry, I was on mute. Um, not a whole lot, man. Chilling. Work, travel has picked back up. Um, mm-hmm. 
So that's kind of interesting. But like since I guess we shut down for the pandemic, he kind of like reswizzled the teams and kind of like doing different stuff. So I was just telling my aunt about this a few minutes ago. Like I don't really per se work on projects anymore. I kind of like deal with the same customers all the time. And so now that leads, like I went to San Francisco for a meeting for like three or four hours. Like it's kind of a lot, you know what I'm saying? When you have to like fly across country and then you're in and out. So I don't necessarily fancy that, but then it beats kind of sometimes when you're just stuck in some random ass city for a week for like a month or two at a time. So I don't know, kind of just working my way through that. But, you know, everybody knows all the challenges with air travel and all that stuff. I've been fortunate so far, knock on wood, that I haven't um, really run into any major obstacles, but that's picking back up. So that's um, kind of like the main thing, just getting back in the groove of that, meeting customers. It's kind of interesting seeing that world. Um, when I went to that meeting, it was like a big ass. Think of like just whatever generic office building you go into. Big-ass parking lot for thousands of cars. It was literally, like, four cars in the parking lot, and one of them was, like, our team. It was, like, security guard, and there was, like, two janitors in the building, and then the customer was coming to meet us. It was kind of interesting, almost kind of eerie, in a sense. Like, you just see all these empty queues. It's like a wasteland, like some shit off a movie or something. Like, what happened to everybody? So, it was, uh... So is, there, is that a waste of time, then? I mean, is there a value in... You, you feel like it's valuable to go back? Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you asked that question. For me personally, there is some value. Um, I'm not sure exactly how much, but there's a new member on the team who... Well, to be clear, there is some value in having FaceTime with people because um, I think it builds rapport and all that stuff. It's cool. I just kind of wish there was a way we could make it kind of make more sense. Like it doesn't make sense to fly cross country. Cause all of us came from East of the Mississippi to go to San Francisco for a two or three hour meeting. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. um, but it was cool. You know, now we have that FaceTime, we're building rapport with the customer. So, you know, we're talking about coming to conferences and speaking and all this stuff. So it has some value in the margin. I'm not sure exactly how much value it has, but it's cool. I can notice now that, um, some of the customers that we visited, personally i interact with them differently more like they lean on me they want my input more they want to ask questions they seem to value my opinion more so that's a positive um but it's cool it's, it's just interesting it's different it it looks totally different than what it used to be never did it makes sense um what was going on with you not much man you know same old same old uh what is it august so kind of trying to refocus, reevaluate for these past couple of months, make sure that all the goals that I'm supposed to accomplish have been accomplished, you know, what will the New Year's, whatever the fucks I wanted to do, and, uh, you know, just kind of looking at that, saying, okay, did I do everything that I wanted to do this year? Did I, did I do a good job? Did I do a bad job? So, kind of trying to put that into perspective, you know what I'm saying? I see, we got skinny J. Joe back. I saw some pictures of J. Joe recently, and the brother looks good, man. He's been doing well on his, on his not drinking journey or whatever it is. And now I'm like, all right, let me stop drinking every damn day. Get my shit together. I have, I had a newfound appreciation for Michelob Ultra. Um, I, mm. I, I like a cheap beer. I tell people all the time, I love a cheap beer. Like I do not need fancy beer. So I like a Michelob Ultra. What is it? It's a hundred calories or some shit. 2.6 carbs, man. So if you like a cheap beer, like I do, Michelob Ultra is outstanding, but nothing hey, are we getting sponsored money for this? 
Oh, <laughs> it's chilly. We deserve it. Nigga Wood, boy. He will. It tastes like American beer. I mean, if you're going to drink American beer, which is basically horse piss anyway, if you're going to drink Budweiser, you might as well drink Michelob Ultra. If you want a little little bit of extra kick, a nice Bud Light Platinum has a little extra punch to it. I love a Bud Light Platinum as well. I'm trying to get my headband on a beer, but nothing too crazy. You don't fuck with the seltzers, the Trulies or the Um, White Claws? I feel like they don't have enough alcohol in them. Um, I I do more pissing than drinking when I have them. I mean, I don't mind them, you know, if if it's hot outside, but I'd rather... I'd rather something with that. We talked about pickle, fucking pickles and fucking pickled eggs. I need something with a little bit more bitterness, and that's what I'm gonna get from here. That makes sense. I feel like White Claw has more alcohol than a Michelob Ultra, but I'll do the research. Now, I've never been like platinum though. The Michelob Ultra is basically water. It's it's a water substitute for me. But, but it um, has it does it give you a buzz at least? Yeah, you drink enough of these. So I, right now I'm drinking a tall. What is this? This is this is a twelve ounce. What is a regular can? Eight? No, nope. a regular can is twelve. It's just a taller version, but it's good. <laughs> hey, I asked you a question in the group uh, in the group chat, but you didn't. I don't think you answered it, or I didn't see it. Um, since you're uh, our expert griller on the uh, on the pod, what was the question? I've been saying a lot of. Uh, People doing these butter baths with steaks. Um, what are your What are your uh, thoughts on that? So people who don't know, uh, people are, what people are doing are they're they're melting butter and then they're they're seasoning the steaks and then letting the butter, I don't know, putting it like in a butter bath and then basically grilling it off once it's soaked it up. What are your thoughts? Sounds dangerous. I mean. If that's what you want to do, I mean, I say run it. You know what I'm saying? Butter's not cheap. Um, So if you want to bathe it in butter, I mean, I think that's great. If you want to, you know, I wouldn't do it. I mean, typically when I do make my steaks, I mean, you can give it a butter bath, but just use the spoon. Gordon Ramsay's method, all of these new methods that people are cooking cooking steaks on the stovetop, that's the same thing as a butter bath. But butter is an oil. It's a fat. It's not going to go that deep into the protein like you can't marinate the shit in butter and it's going to soak all the way down to the to the bone so you're going to get some diminishing returns at some point but it's great I mean it probably looks great like hey man this nigga cooked this shit he put it in a whole fucking butter bath it's great for conversation but I don't know practically how much flavor it's going to it's going to change do you want do you want the steak to taste like butter or do you want it to taste like a steak the steak no, already right. has I'm, fat. I'm glad you said that, though. I feel like a lot of this shit just be for, like, likes and shit on Instagram. Yeah. Like, ooh, damn, these motherfuckers did such and such. <clears throat> yeah. If you want it, if you want more fat in the steak, get a ribeye. Like, get a fatty cut of steak. Do that instead of going and putting fucking four sticks of butter. Butter is not, I'm telling you, butter is not cheap. So... Instead of buying four sticks of butter, melting that, and then you doing what you got to do is throwing it away. That's kind of a waste. I guess it's like a poor man's basting. I guess not a, a rich man's basting, actually. I'm going to say because you don't need it, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it's good to have some butter on it. I mean, you're supposed to have a pad of butter, I mean, to right. finish it. Like a pad, You're yeah. supposed to cook it in the butter to give a little bit of crust to it and have a little bit of a buttery outside, but that's it. You know, soaking it in butter is not doing anything. Or wasting butter. We just waste the fucking butter, and I do not like to waste fucking butter. Yeah, 
I was sizzling on steak, basically. Ah, shit. <laughs> sizzling steak. Hey, um, Michelob Ultra is 3.8% alcohol. Uh, like all Trulies are 5%. 5 percent, just oh, so. no. what, what about you, Chef? How, how have you been? Good. I wanted to, before I updated, we did get a, a new rating. I wanted to share this. This is a really nice note, um, JJ. Somebody wrote you a note? No, it was like a, it was a review. Oh, I thought somebody like put a put but a it, note in your it, pocket, like read this when you get home. What <laughs> <laughs> a no, butterscotch! <laughs> this is from. Did say what a piece of butterscotch? What a butterscotch! <laughs> yeah, no, it's, a little, it's a little butterscotch in this note. <laughs> Not even a Werther's, just a straight up yellow butterscotch. I think I would venture to say yellow butterscotch is better, but I love, I, I love a yellow butterscotch. All right. So they say thoroughly entertained, um, hard eye emoji, five stars. Hold on, R- man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is this directed towards me? Because I feel like. Huh? I think it is, but this is what? a real review. Okay. Hard eye emoji. Go ahead. So thoroughly entertained, hard eye emoji from Ari.thp. Oh, Lord. Okay. Name and name. Drop a name. We always drop right. Okay, go ahead. Let's go. Anyway. Let's go with it. Five stars. I don't even know what that means, but such a funny, thought-provoking, entertaining experience. Good to the last drop. Oh! Exclamation point. Wait, this is about the podcast. Yeah. Right. Who get ahead on the podcast? I about <laughs> to find out. I love hearing everyone's individual perspectives and how each person holds space for the other. Would love to experience this live. Whoa. Mm. Parentheses. Not gonna lie. Because I'm trying to get down with J. Joe Hive. I hate to play favorites, but um, heart eye emoji, heart eye emoji, heart eye emoji. Three of them. Oh, Lord. Three oh. heart eye emojis. That was four. It was a total of four heart eye emojis. Wow. Um, congratulations, J. Joe. Um, wow. Hey, man. That, 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 that was for the whole podcast. Good to the last drop. I venture to say it is not. Right. But I'm happy right. for you. Don't say that. Thank thank you. That was really, really nice of whoever wrote that. If you're out there listening, um I didn't get the head or the pizza party. Yeah, if you want to write me a review or something, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's time for a a five thousand hive. Um, hell, Chef Hive. I would love. I would love a kind note. Yeah, it only really be J. Joe getting these notes, and we'd be talking about power rankings. I don't know, that's man. Cause, that's because I'm the only one that talks about it, man. Y'all don't. Y'all don't pub the podcast like I do, man. So that's that's why. It'd just be my friends listening. So no, my friends listen. My friends they don't. They used to. Not anymore. Oh, they still listen. Oh, if y'all, hey, if y'all still listen, yeah, um, write a nice note, man. It, Put hashtag um Chef Hive. I'm, let, I am asking. And let us uh, know if y'all want uh hive shirts. Uh like you want to get a t shirt and have your hive on the back. We might could do that. Mine would be a chef hat. That sounds festive, don't it? Yep, you just lost three more people. Right. <laughs> just like that. That fast. Right, right. Um everything been going good with me, man. Um I'm going my uh anniversaries next week and we are going to Chicago. So I know listeners think I hate Chicago. 
I think Chicago's a great city. I just don't be going there that much. I live in Florida. But um, got a great list of restaurants. And a lot of people think you hate Chicago. I think people think I'm anti-Midwest in general, although I am from there. Um, but, great set of videos. Like, I don't... Huh? Oh, okay. But yeah, so um, going to Chicago, looking forward to it. Um, I want to thank the Chicago listeners for giving me some suggestions on where to go. Um, I think we're going to have a full weekend. So there's a lot of great restaurants. Uh, it'll be a great experience. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but other than that, really just work. School about to start. Happy about that. Baby going to um, daycare. That's awesome. So because she'd be whooping our ass. So that's what's going on now. But shit, let's get into this um, dossier. Yes, please. So what niggas mad? What niggas mad about this week? So as you all know, if you've been listening to this podcast over the um, course of the five years we've been potting, um, we all went to Florida. Well played. It was excellent. Um, five years of potting. Um, you can tell at this point. A few things about us. Uh, we're all frat brothers, and we all went to Florida A&M University. So that's, these are known facts. Um, the FAMU community got in an uproar over the past week because a young lady who um, was graduating, I think she got her master's in education, so you know, kudos to that young lady. But as a part of her um, celebration, she took she did a photo shoot, which is customary um, for a lot of students when they graduate to take these huge photo shoots, very high-end photos, and they really go real hard just taking awesome pictures. I think it's like something I usually look forward to. Um, like you go on Twitter, go on Instagram, you see all the, the graduates uh, celebrating um, through photos. But this young lady took it a few steps further when she, po- when she posed nude uh, in front of the Rattler statue. Uh, this is a new um, land, landmark on campus. It's pretty popular for photos and shit like that. Um, but she took a picture butt ass um, with a snake helmet wig thing, Medusa thing on her head, and it, it didn't go well. Um, I think she was, what they say, what the kids say, it wasn't giving. She thought she was giving um, Medusa, but um, she was giving Medusi. So it didn't go well in general. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but it didn't go well. Um, there was a, a lot of backlash. Well, I mean, on both sides in terms of, there were some people like supporting her saying she's it's art. Um, and then other folks are saying you're just plain disrespectful. So uh, what were your thoughts as family alumni on this young lady's actions? Um, I thought it was stupid. I mean, first off, I don't understand graduation photos because who are the photos for? Right. Like, my entire education career photos have been for my mama. Like, so if these are not from my mama, like, who who is getting the pictures? Do I get printouts? Do I get, like, a Life Touch, like, packet with, like, eight by, two 8x10s, some wallets? Like, who who is it for? So I, I, I think they're silly in general, right? And then people, like, take the photos and they're doing the poses and all of this type of stuff. And I'm like, all right, well, whatever. It, it's very much an attention thing, right? Because really you're sharing the pictures with your peers. Like, you're doing pictures, I'm doing pictures. This is These are my pictures. Great. But this young lady did the pictures and I was like, you know, she's naked. And I don't – a lot of the people that listen to the show are rattlers. But people that are not rattlers – 
just know that people that went to FAMU take their FAMU very fucking seriously. Like, we don't take a lot of things seriously, but we take FAMU really fucking seriously. And a lot of people made comments saying, oh, well, just let her live and all of this type of stuff. I mean, she's just expressing herself and this is what the kids do. We just don't understand. Y'all are old and all this type of shit. And I'm like, no, we got our shit off too, but there was some reverence to the institution. Like, I'm going to get my shit off. I'm going to drink. I'm going to be drunk. I'm going to do whatever the fuck it is that I do, but I'm going to leave FAMU out of it. You know what I'm saying? We didn't do that shit at Foot Hillier. A lot of the dirt that we did, we didn't do in broad daylight, like on the, on the set, on the, well, maybe on the set, but like by the eternal, the eternal flame or something like that. I mean, there was some reverence to the shit. And this young lady who's one, she's not even a fucking undergraduate rattler. She's a grad school rattler, had no reverence for the institution. Like, first off, you did it in the cover of darkness in the middle of the night. So that means you already knew you were doing wrong. You you knew you weren't supposed to be doing what the fuck you were doing because you didn't do it at noon. You did it in the middle of the night under the cover of darkness. She was new. What? what? Oh, you said noon. I friend. said noon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, don't, don't mind me. Yeah, so she, she already knows that she's doing dirt or whatever. And it's just, to do that, it just shows your lack of respect for the university or at least putting yourself above the university. And it's wild because she still doesn't understand why people don't fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, she, she just came up with a comment saying, I, I, I don't know if it's confirmed. I didn't talk to her directly, but I saw on social media where she said, Fam, you need to put a statue of me in place of the snake. No. That's what I saw on social media. Cross my hand. She she been kind of wilding, I think. If it I'm not really familiar with the young lady's name, but I saw some stuff where she kind of like it was alleging that she said these kinds of things. I think it was her page that I was on. I'm not really sure, but that's that's kind of wild. So uh, I mean <clears throat> so I, Everything Wood said, but it's not surprising to me for a couple reasons. Uh, first off, I said this before. I, I saw where it's like this generation is the first generation that doesn't care about going to hell. It's like they don't, they don't, they don't care. They'll do a prank on their grandmama. You know what I'm saying? They'll they'll mess up grocery stores and spill milk. They'll throw shit in people's heads at Home Depot and pretend like they didn't do it. Like. It's literally anything for likes. Like, sure. all these fucking uh, TikTok uh, hashtag games or whatever they do, pranks or whatever, all this fake shit that couples do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas a, a swallow a firecracker. Like, nigga, why? Why? But it's literally just for likes. So my issue with that is like, if you're going to do it for likes or to go viral, you have to have something to sell or give to the people. It has to be some sort of talent there or it's all for not. You know what I'm saying? Like, would you rather have a million followers give you nothing or a hundred thousand followers give you ten dollars? You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things. And I don't under like they really look at likes as currency and it's not. So then you go to like, all right, like everybody else did. I went to her page and like that baby can't rap or dance. You know what I'm At saying? All. <laughs> like you do better being a teacher. Like, hold on. Here, give y'all a little.
So sound like a TLC song. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Your TLC would cuss. She sound like a, she she the fourth member of TLC. But but she raps like somebody's parents writing a rap for like their kids for like elementary like school. Show? Right, like. <laughs> I was waiting for this like, straight out of Compton. They playing on my phone. I told y'all I wasn't gonna be home. Yeah. I'm sitting on the throne. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm, so I think that baby's slow a little bit. So, Aww. really, no. If you listen to all her songs, you can tell like she doesn't have it. All. Yeah, she did, She doesn't have it. She got it a all, master's so degree, I, dog. She had a master's degree from Fam, dog. She can't be. Listen, listen. Yeah, that made me, that made me feel bad about that part. Uh, all right. So about that. Now nah, we're not gonna go about that. But. <laughs> what Chef said, and he went semi-viral, but he had nothing to sell to people because he did it from his own page. And he didn't even do it from the podcast page because he's selfish. That's on brand uh, for uh, Chef too, by the way. Uh, so yeah, that's a, losing more Chef Hive by the second. Um, but like, he's like, if you only went to fam for grad school, you paper, right? And it's funny, but it kind of says a lot. Like people that don't actually. You you take fraternities or sororities or whatever group you're in, or even in the band. You know what I'm saying? Like people that actually like pledge and have to work for something and really, you know what I'm saying? They appreciate it as opposed to somebody who just comes in on the back end and they're like, oh, this is just another club to me. You know what I'm saying? Like this is just something else to me. So I think it is different if you went to FAMU for undergrad. You know what I'm saying? I think you do have more of a uh, like a, a love for it. And to her, it was just like another school. Where she come from? FIU or something like that. Yep. Like, yep. right. So, you know, I shit was stupid. It was dumb. She's not get, gaining anything from it. And I wouldn't be surprised if we get copycats all around uh, the country, and a motherfucker be naked on the TSU Tiger or on the fucking Southern whatever they are Jaguars, whatever the fuck they but are. Like. But- that's also why I told my because a lot of people were like, oh, that fam, you shouldn't do nothing. That comment right there you just made about the copycats is why they have to do something. You got to cut shit like this off at the fucking ankles, or you gonna have niggas fucking on the on, on the snake for homecoming. Like it, like Jesus Christ, you can't let niggas just do shit without consequences. They be like, oh, that shit, baby, was naked as fuck on that shit, and they ain't right. do shit. Niggas gonna be snorting coke off the fucking off the fucking goddamn snake for homecoming. Can't have that. Yes. So yeah, somebody's like, oh, I see. Damn, you stand for freaks and more university. Like, goddamn, now we just some hoes at the school now, right? At the schoolhouse, yeah. right? That was uh, my that was my problem with it. It brought a lot of undue, unwanted, unwarranted negative publicity upon the school and everybody. Because you know, you think about. You might be in the office or hell, Walmart or anywhere with your family gear on, or you got. Fam, you tag, or people just know you're from Fam, you or whatever. Now people, oh, what you think about this? Whatever, whatever. And it, it just it casts the university in a negative light. And I'm not so high on the horse, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever. But <clears throat> I was talking with somebody earlier today. I'm like, out of everything I've done, I don't think anything. Somebody would be like, damn, that really makes Fam you look bad. Like so. um I feel like this is going to be a talking point for legislators and these types of people when it's time for funding and all that. Like, oh, who's running the fucking asylum over there, fam? You cut the budget, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
kind of like the old NCAA term, lack of institutional control type of thing. You know what I'm saying? And when stuff like that starts getting tossed around, like I haven't heard that, but it just reflects poorly on the university. Um, I'm not hating on the girl, whatever. She could have done the same photo shoot with the same setup anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like with all the stuff that people do with graphics and stuff these days, I'm sure something could have been worked out. But based on some of the follow-up and fallout and commentary after the fact, you know, it's kind of this uh, ignorant point of view that I call it where people are like, oh, fuck it. Like, this is me and this is what I want to do and you just hating because you're not going viral or whatever. So I kind of stayed out of it. Um, it's been interesting to see the perspective from some people trying to justify this because they may have done some shady things back in the day before the advent of social media and all that but two wrongs don't make a right you know like if you was fucking chicks on the desk after the fucking classroom building closed or whatever fine that don't make what she did right still that don't make what you did right either or no better or worse or whatever so it's just kind of silly because at the end of the day fam you is an institution of higher learning you know what I'm saying this shit ain't about t-shirts and bands and football teams and all that shit it's a fucking college and you know if you just look at the history of family and what it has meant not only to the educational space but the education of african americans like that the shit it i'm real big on time and place i probably never said that shit on here before and that was not the right time nor place for that nope i wanted to hear your thoughts on this so the other side of the the coin was this was an artistic expression of what she did was art. Nope. We don't agree. It could be art anywhere, though. Yeah, no, I agree. But I wanted to understand from y'all's point of view, like, where is the line drawn between art and it's not art. something that's it's not crass? Art. It's not art. She's full of shit. It's not even like it's up for interpretation. It's not art. It was never attempted to be art. This is not art. There was nothing artistic that was fucking done. It's fucking so, Medusa in front of a fucking snake in front of the fucking fam, in front of fam you. There's, there's nothing with artistic your, about it. With your it could be out. art, but what's the art? Is the art you you and your ass? You know what I'm saying? If that's the art, no. then take that shit over to Tom Brown Park or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and typically, from a photography standpoint, the photographer is the artist. You know what I'm saying? The photographer isn't doing anything. The photographer just took the fucking photos. She's just the photographer the didn't even get uh get tagged. Right, didn't even get the icon. Of. So how is it art? She's just the model whatever the 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 subject of the photo the art would come from the photographer and the photographer didn't even post or claim the photo so i don't know how it could be art yeah i mean people people are literally selling out and doing anything to the point that i think j joe or wood made earlier um any anything to go viral like they would do anything to go viral and that's, but they're not but but they're not wise enough, and that's what I've said on this before. Like as the younger people, they're getting smarter, but not wiser. Like oh yeah, you, yeah, you know now how to go viral. Yeah, you'll get the people talking, but you're not wise enough to do anything with it. You, I think she made a maybe show like maybe a hundred thousand people went to her page, but yeah. you don't have anything there for the hundred thousand people to see to be like, right. well, oh well, you know what. She's worth worth me coming back. You know what I'm saying? You're not getting the follows. You're not getting any revenue from this. You're just getting people talking for your five minutes. And I feel like 
everybody gets that 15 minutes of fame, and usually once you get it once, you won't get it again. You know what I'm saying? So now you done fucked up your one golden ticket. Yep. Now, be the best like teacher you can be. I think she's going to end up like that principal on, uh, what's that? Uh, Abbott that Elementary? Abbott Elementary. Yeah, yeah. She's going to be the Abbott Elementary doing TikToks and shit with her students. But I don't know, man. Oh. I don't know if she's going to end up being mean? a teacher. She's supposed to be a guidance counselor. She's supposed to be a guidance counselor. Whatever. A guidance counselor for real? Yeah, she's some kind of counselor. Definitely. And they can say yeah, sad as fuck. They can say yeah. Yeah, like so. But even even to that end, it's so much stuff going on at schools and stuff. There's a couple of people who I know are in the educational space who have commented on it, and I don't have a reason not to take their word. I feel like they know what they're talking about. They were saying that this is typically an ethics violation in most if not all states and you know you was going to drive a fucking forklift at amazon for 30 years nobody would probably care but you know working with children and all the stuff where students and teachers are having sexual relationships among other things and all the kind of shit that's going on at school they're probably going to do at least a quick google search of your name or whatever and then this shit pops up that poses a problem especially going into high school like like it's gonna be at your neck it's it's gonna be like you know because you all had that one teacher that was like oh miss so-and-so look young or whatever now they know your whole bio they know you just graduated from fam and you got that ass out and 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 she keep that ass out that's the thing it ain't just no picture like i said she got them three slow videos where she rapping people somebody went to fam you would have Ben had a nigga write her rap, like, be like, hey, I'm gonna shake my ass, but my lyrics are weak as hell. Go ahead and write some shit for me. But a lot of people like a lot of people like that ass. I do not like that ass. That ass is on upside ass down. Like it it's on upside down. She got another upside down. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say we don't like upside down. With I do man. not, bro. They, they, mm. <laughs> hey, what? Speaking of Beyonce, <laughs> um, <laughs> right? Her, she definitely got her booty on but, wrong. But, but before we go to that, but real, real quick. Um, speaking of like FAMU and Googling, I, so one of my homegirls, uh, she's from Nashville. She was like, you know what? I use you as kind of a barometer of cool, right? When it comes when I meet FAMU people, because not everybody likes FAMU people. I'm sure some people on this. Most people, listen, like most right. people, like right? It it can be a, an acquired taste, right? So she's at a concert and it's a nigga and they like in a box. So she went to FAMU uh, around around our age. She was like, "Oh, okay, like you know, uh, Jason Johnson." Uh, he seemed to be kind of popular, like a lot of people know him. And he he was like, J. Joe? I mean, I guess so. Like, that's how he said the shit, right? That's so she, So she was like, oh. So right then, I kind of knew, like, that nigga wasn't cool because of the kind of <laughs> his, his reaction when I asked, did he know you? You know what I'm saying? So I was like, well, damn. She was like, and it hasn't failed me yet. So I was like, well, who is this nigga, right? So she told me the name, and I knew a, a lot of people with that same name. And then she kind of described the nigga, and then I was like, oh, I think it might be this nigga. So I sent a screenshot. I said, is it this nigga? She was like, yep. I said, oh, that's a pussy-ass nigga. So, like, she is bad <laughs> a thousand when it comes to the J. Joe Fabu pool barometer. I just thought that was crazy, but, like, yeah, nigga, that, that's, that's crazy. This nigga didn't like me. I was like, oh, phew. 
whole ass nigga, but he is a whole ass nigga. You gotta so. you gotta find niggas with connections to the fam you underworld, man. If you ain't got when connections, you, you can't be fucked with. What made you get surprised that somebody didn't like you all alone? That shit is is always funny. Like, damn, what I did to you? Yeah, right. Uh, I'm gonna show y'all the picture of the nigga who she's talking about. Uh, oh, since you, so y'all can talk amongst yourselves. Uh, you, you mentioned that people people don't like people from FAMU. There's a lot of people from FAMU that don't like people from FAMU. It was this nigga. Ooh, I can't right see because of the light. Here. Oh hell no! <laughs> oh hell no! <laughs> That'll do it. That's the one. <laughs> Hey boy, Ooh. I was talking to my buddy the other day too. Damn, and I was like, you know, shit happened because they never do nothing. <laughs> hey man, anyway, names and likenesses have been removed like to protect the innocent. Hey, hey boy, anyway, that's kind of odd to me too. Like, seem like a nigga. Uh, I mean, I know nigga, I don't really fuck right. with I, right. Right. So just go to them, man. But how do you deal? with Oh, but you could just, but you, but you could just be like, oh yeah, I know that nigga. But like, right. add some add some razzle dazzle on it, like nigga. It like, makes you look goofy. It, it says Soft more about your shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. It's all right. How you deal with with niggas when you find out they don't fuck with you? That you thought y'all were straight. I mean, that's how do you find out what? How do you deal with that? Like, is that like does that bother you? It wouldn't bother me because there's somebody I don't talk to every day. You know what I'm saying? But that's real. Uh, it would only bother me if it was somebody I thought if I thought that we were cool it would bother me or if it's somebody I've done something for or you know came through in the clutch for them or something and it's like damn that's how you feel like if I did something to you or whatever I'd be like oh well <clears throat> I can't understand why they feel that way but that's kind of just arbitrary to me yeah any nigga that doesn't like me is it's usually for a stupid reason and probably has nothing to do with me. So I I don't care. There you go. I, who cares? Yeah, that's that's fair. Holy shit. <laughs> 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 You're a good dude, 5,000, because you be giving people that benefit. I'm not shocked by it. Yeah. I'm not yeah, shocked man. by that nigga. But, um, all right. So speaking of upside down booty, so Will stepped away. Um, but, 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 um, Beyonce's album came out, uh, last week, you know, last week. So I'll, I'll go ahead and crack it off. Her album's called Renaissance. I guess it's going to be a three part series where she's releasing two other albums as a part of the series. It's cool. I'm not the biggest Beyonce fan. I'll be the first person to say it. And I, it's not that I don't like her. I just, you know, I, I feel like she makes music that's not necessarily, for me as a man and we could probably get into that actually i'm gonna say it right now i love most r&b female artists like if you go back into the 70s and listen to like shaka khan or listen to whitney houston houston or i know we t- we debate about mariah carey and mary j blige they made music that every everybody could listen to like men and women could enjoy it pretty evenly because of the talent i think beyonce makes music that's more geared towards women but i really i really enjoyed the album like from a musical perspective like just putting my music musician ears on the album to me was for one really well put together like i think they spent a lot of money on it between all the production that was included um it didn't all the songs didn't necessarily sound the same like i think they 
when they were first talking about it and that first single came out, which I'm not the biggest fan of, it made it seem like it was going to be a dance album. But really, it was just a pop album that had different sounds um, because the producers were doing different different things on each track. Um, she sang it well. She performed it well. Like, just in terms of, like, vocal acrobatics. Like, she showed her versatility again. And I think a lot of times artists maybe get into a lull, and maybe it's because she's been out so long. I feel like there was a, a lot of effort put in. It was good writing, good production, sounded great. So I really liked the album, and I thought I wasn't going to feel that way. In fact, I wasn't going to listen to it, but then I was like, I didn't listen to Drake's album, and I was never really driven to. But I heard so many mixed reviews on Beyonce's album, I just needed to see what it was about. So in general, I really enjoyed the album. It's probably one of the better albums of the year. It's probably one of her, her best albums, maybe number two for her. So um, five stars from me. Anybody else listen to the album? Nope. I'll go. I'll go next. Um, so uh, when it dropped, I didn't listen to it initially either. Um, I probably waited till maybe Sunday to listen uh, when I was uh, like cleaning the house and stuff like that. And um, before I listened to it, uh, I asked some people what they thought about it, and a chick I knew was like, "Hmm." She made it like for the gays were her exact words, right? She made it for the gays. And I was like, hmm, is that where we come as a people to where like dance, like we don't dance anymore so that any dance music is just for gay people? And I was like, damn, that's sad. And then I listened to it and it is not for the gays, but it definitely has a lot of, uh, like ballroom influence, if y'all, uh, you know, the whole voguing and ballroom culture, uh, like, like call, not call and response, but like that, that type beat and that type music to it, which, um, is cool. Like, I, I, I fucked with it. Um, it's not all like ballroom music. Um, again, you have like your Afro beats and then you do have like your house. But like, uh, Chef said, I felt like it was a cohesive album. Um, I think it's what the summer needed. Hot. You know, up tempo music to dance to. Um, like, we didn't need another lemonade. You know what I'm saying? Like, lemonade is lemonade. Like, I feel like this was for what, you know, the music for the times now. She still snuck in her, you know, woman empowerment. Well, a whole lot of woman empowerment. She snuck that in. Um, but she still snuck in a lot of, like, black empowerment, um, similar to, like, uh, her last album. So. Yeah, I fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm an international DJ, so it's a lot of songs uh, to play. Uh, DJ Artistic was talking about on Twitter how versatile, not versatile, but how the album, uh, people, he was DJing, DJing, and people kept coming up uh, requesting songs, and everybody was requesting different songs. So when you have an album with like that many different favorites for people, that means it's a pretty good album. No, 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 I didn't. Um, no, I, I didn't listen. I'm sorry, I didn't realize. What Go ahead, do your thing. What? No, we're just saying nope. That's no. all we're saying. No, but the thing about the, the tracks that I have heard, I have liked. Right, I am intrigued. I am excited to listen to the album. Just like like you, I listen to artistics reviews on shit just so I can get some guidance on what I'm supposed to be listening to and some of the trends or whatever. But like. I guess him and other DJs were talking about how the tempo of the music, I guess the PPMs are, are a lot higher than what is 
you know, trap and all of the type of stuff we've been listening to for like the past decade. And it's like, that's, it's different. That's different. Just not even across R&B, but R&B, hip hop, like in general. And, you know, a lot of the DJs are excited to see that. And I like dance music. You know what I'm saying? I, I like house. I like up-tempo music. So it's Beyonce, so I don't really care. I'm in no rush to listen to the album, but I would definitely listen to the album. All the songs that I have heard, I do like them. Um, which is kind of weird because um, a lot of the, the people that I expect to love Beyonce didn't like this album. Right, a lot of like the the staunch hive conservatives, like they didn't like this album as much. They they didn't like the direction it went in, but it seems like a lot of the people who are typically mixed on Beyonce, or if she does a good album, they'll say it, and if not, they'll be like, eh. They liked the album. It just seems like it's somewhat flipped or controversial than the than the opinions of the usual players from the the hive versus non hive folks. I don't see. I don't know all the hype. I know my wife is hype, but she, I don't think she said any, said much about the album. Now I think about it, but for the people that that you know that usually like her shit, do they say why? I mean, was it something that they pinpointed? I'm just interested to see the difference. Yeah, I I try not to get too deep into the hive conversations because they don't really make sense or follow a logical path. So I think it's just because it doesn't <laughs> sound like Beyonce. I mean. Power, power <laughs> ballad, like super big voice, you know, oh. are, you know, Beyonce, and it's not the ultra poppy Beyonce, you know, it's kind of, it's poppy, but it's got some different influences that are kind of different than what uh-huh. lane she's typically in, and I think they, they they come to Beyonce for a certain thing, and I think she gave them something different with this album. I like the one um, single, what is it, You Can't Break My Soul? Is that yeah. what it's called? I love that mm-hmm. fucking song. I yeah, I like that because it reminds me of my childhood. It's like that late eighties, early nineties vibe, which I haven't been in a club when somebody's done it, but it would provide like a sweet little transition from old music, new music. Like you if you weaved it in right, it could work out kinda sweet. And that, I mean, it's a cool little song to me. But if you are not of a certain age and I guess maybe you don't know or recall that music or maybe you didn't like it back then and I could see why somebody wouldn't like it but somebody somebody posed the question so if we start dancing again where are the people going to dance because most of the lounges and nightclubs don't actually have like dance floors that's true but they get niggas be dancing at brunch though so I mean I feel like Maybe maybe this will take us back to where niggas is dancing in. That's what got me excited. I know um, there's a few songs I really liked. I liked. I mean, I, I know when you listen to the album, but I don't know if you just press play and just and let it go. But I would suggest um, Virgo's Groove because you a Virgo, but that shit also is smooth as fuck. Um, Church Girls, the big one. Like it's just like a it's a twerk song, but they sampled um, the Clark Sisters. So it starts off with, with like the, I think no ID that did the production too. So it starts off with like a a gospel groove and then just goes into the bounce. So that shit that shit rides. And they had a song called Plastic Off the Sofa, where she just really it's a good vocal performance. So in, in general, album's great. Um, I know some controversy that came out. Uh, one of the songs, Energy. I think I, I listened to the song both times, but. Energy apparently was initially 
sampling a Kali song. It wasn't like one of her hits. It was like a B-side. Um, but Kalise was like, I think she was credited as a credit on the song, but she didn't get any royalties because all those, because it was a Neptune song. And Neptune's basically took all her royalties as a part of her deal. Like her, she has no, uh, she doesn't own her masters. So she doesn't get anything as far as like samples. Um, so she went on, I think she went on, uh, some social media network and started blasting Beyonce, blasting Pharrell, but mostly blasting Beyonce, um, going in. Um, and then after that, a few, like, I know a, a few other people said, you know, Beyonce sampled my song. I didn't get paid, but you know, I'm happy that she sampled me, <laughs> but Nick's wasn't getting paid off this, off all these samples basically. And it was, I mean, the album again, great production, but they did, pull a lot of samples. I think that um, Beyonce used her muscle to say, okay, and bitch, I ain't paying you, but you know, you're welcome. <clears throat> so somebody said on the internet, and I don't know how true it is. Cause you know, we have these people that, um, our cashiers at like AutoZone and shit, but know so much about everything else. They were like, Oh, Khalees was listed as, um, Khalees was listed as an additional vocalist or something. Some kind of way, like, Beyonce had worked it out where she was going to get paid or something, and basically she fucked it up by opening her mouth. I don't know how true or not that is. Um, I don't own my masters either, so I don't know, but that's what they said. So I don't know if she fucked it up or not, but who knows? I, mean, I, I, I kind of sympathize, sympathize, sympathize. I, which one is it? I think I, I, I sympathize with Khalees because... Even though she's wrong, um, do you do you feel her pain or do you just feel sorry for her? That's the difference between sympathy and empathy. Uh, I feel I, I feel her pain. Like, like right. I mean, right. I I actually agree with her point of view. I don't necessarily like the vehicle to which she's expressing it because ultimately she is wrong from from a brass tag standpoint. But I do feel that her argument does have a leg to stand on. So. Yes, no, she doesn't own the publishing. She should not get paid for that. Um, okay. Um, Beyonce probably doesn't even do the sample shit. She probably just does the tracks, whoever like mixes them and does all the production of the album. That motherfucker probably works all of that out. But Khalees does have a point when she says things like, if Beyonce is going to be so much about women's empowerment, and actually, supposedly she went through... The, the commentary to even say out in public that there was some collaboration with Khalees on the album. And Khalees is like, didn't nobody fucking collaborate with me? did nobody reach out to me about my track or anything? I found out that I was on this fucking track from looking at the credits on the album. And that's, and that's great. You know what I'm saying? She doesn't get paid for that. She doesn't own the master or anything like that. But as an artist or as a creative or as a creator you would still think or you would still like it would be nice if you're going to use my shit you know what i'm saying because i st- i'm still the one that created it even though i don't own the masters to like reach out and be like hey just I, I i got this new track and i thought about you and i put your i wanted to do this on the track and i want to use your vocals you know we already cleared it and everything but i just wanted to reach out to you about it that's one of those it would be nice if you know what i'm saying type of situations Especially being who Beyonce is, she's supposed to be a nice person, I think, and supposed to be about women's empowerment. And I can see where Khalees, being the personality that she is, she doesn't, she, she brooks no bullshit. So for something like this to happen, I can see where she would react the way that she's reacting now. 
And, and I get well, that because we know a lot of people who are artists do shoes and all this type of shit. And if there's any sort of plagiarism or perceived plagiarism or you're using my shit or dick writing me at all, they will completely lose their shit. So, I mean, this is very much that, even though she is technically wrong. <laughs> all right. Hey, so, so I, real quick, on CNN.com, and I quote, it says, the black queer icons who inspired Beyonce's new album. So, Maybe there's some truth to that that I was for. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. She definitely is heavily influenced with that culture. But um, so Beyonce never said that she collaborated. Kelly said that she, people were saying that. Oh man, she did a collaboration okay. with Beyonce. So that's the first thing. Um, second thing is kind of what you said at first though. They sampled so many things, right? So I don't know if. She went to Tony Wright the Third in Memphis. It was like, "Hey, just so you know, you're gonna be." You know what I'm saying? I think that she's way down, way not down, but she's that that close to when when it comes to that production yeah. to see everybody. Because Kanye samples, every, you know, it's like one of those for real sampling everybody. Who knows who even listened? I I didn't even hear the the Kelly's part, and I'm a. I feel like Kelly's first album was really good. I'm a Khalees. I don't know if I said Khalees fan, but I'm pro Khalees. Um, so when when she had a rant, I understood it, and I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, she she does have a point. Again, like you said, it's one of those. It would be nice, but I don't know if Beyonce knew all that was going on with the song and with her and Pharrell and all the beef or whatever. And if Pharrell is like, here, Beyonce, I package this up for you she might just be assuming like okay everything's good I, again we don't know the inner workings of it so whatever it is cool that she put Kelly she did credit Khalees on as a writer on the song that way like she could get paid and when this album goes platinum which it definitely will be they would send her a platinum plaque and when she gets a Grammy for it which she will Khalees would get a you know what I'm saying just shit like that would have been cool but I guess with all the rah rah, uh, Beyonce's team was like, let's just take her off, so we don't have to deal with the bullshit. So she's no longer credited, and that part of the song is there no longer. So I don't know if you cut your nose to spite your face. I mean, Kelly's is straight financially, so she probably don't give a fuck about the money part, and she probably feels. I mean, all uh, her her little mini rant is still on her page, so you know she's she's not backing down from it. So. She feels the way she feels, and that's cool. And you know, she's not on the album anymore. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just played life as good when that shit happened. I, I remember what my boy Nas went through, uh, and he expressed in that classic album. I just think Khalees kind of bad shit. I think there's a better way to express yourself. There's always just a better way. I mean, you get more flies with honey than vinegar, so you know, it is what it is. Um, so next. What was that Khalees? Hey man, this was one of the best songs. Oh, this ever. was a good. This was a good song. Though. Oh, the best. All right, so that might be our best one. But nice. Neptune's killed this beat though. Right, I think that's what. When that beat drops, go ahead and let it play a little bit. Play a little bit. Guess what? Oh, don't need no cellular. Get 
I want to hear a market 500. The market 500, goddamn. Paper 2. Market 100, play this shit. Now I got a YouTube to see if any if any band has ever played that, because that percussion line would get off. I feel like if some Jackson State might have done, probably that like them, but they they band pretty awesome. Um, but well, you know what's not awesome? Maybe uh, I don't know. One of those like Howard, uh, Howard, uh, Morgan State, Hampton maybe might do it. It's just closer <laughs> up in that area. Shout out to um, Morgan State, by the way. I know they they um just hired a, a FAMU and is their director of band, so um shout out to them. But anyway, I don't know if that's going to make the band better, but, you know, I hope they do. I hope they sound like a fan one day. That'd be awesome. Anyway, um, you know what's not sweet is is, is big-ass um, monkey box on your face. Uh, mm. Shit. So I don't know about y'all, but the algorithm is showing all of on all the Instagrams and Facebooks and, and Twitters. They're showing all the niggas that got monkeypox now. Um, I saw this girl um, from Atlanta because okay, monkeypox is becoming. Um, there's, they called for a state of emergency in the state of New York because the cases are getting to that point. They're starting to rise in Georgia. Um, they're pretty aggressive in Miami. Y'all be safe in Miami. Um, monkeypox is here. Um, it's starting to spread around. Uh, I don't know. I still can't tell how you get monkeypox. I thought, I know at first they tried to say it was a sexually, you could get it through sex, not sexually transmitted disease, but you could transmit it through sex. Um, um, which I was thinking is just a play on words, but it's spreading. People saying it's like you could get it from skin to skin contact. Um, there was a girl on from Georgia who got um, California. Pox. Hold on, California and Illinois have just declared a uh, state of emergency for monkeypox. DC is like right. today. Yeah, uh, yeah. DC too. DC is like per capita, oh. like the worst city in the fucking country. Really? Yeah, DC is bad. Damn. Okay. Yep. California, so, Illinois, and New York. Well, props, Florida, for not, um, I guess it's coming bit, but, you know, it's not here yet. Um, monkeypox is getting crazy, though. I would say. Oh, don't worry about Florida. Listen, DeSantis oh. says he won't declare a state of emergency over monkeypox. So, no matter. <laughs> oh, shit. Everybody yeah. got it. We yeah, ain't got monkeypox if we ain't testing. <laughs> right. So, monkeypox, man. What are y'all thoughts? I'm going to put my um, my my hat on. You know, I mean, I know I'm a conspiracy theorist. I think monkeypox is a, a means to get, get niggas to get back in the house. But why why would you want niggas back in the house? I don't know. Man. What's 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 the reason? I gotta have a reason for the conspiracy. I think the reason is to slow people down, slow the economy back down. Uh, we don't have the supply. We don't have the infrastructure to support demand that we have there's and i think that's spurring the inflation i think if we need less inflation will decrease and that's that's just my thought um if we're in the house our demand for goods and services decrease so that that takes less stress off the yeah, supply but the, thing the supply also decreases because you don't have people going to work it's, it's covid all over again covid helped yeah. create the supply chain crisis Monkeypox is only going to can exacerbate 
the are the existing crisis that we currently have. So I, I don't think monkeypox is going to help inflation. No, <laughs> I I guess I'm looking at it in a different sort of. I, I get what you're saying. Because 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 then the de- the demand you're still going to have the initial demand, right? Like niggas was going crazy over toilet paper. Like you, so we already have a supply issue, and then you're going to raise the demand. So. It's already not enough food in the grocery stores, so then everybody's gonna have to go home again, have to start cooking again, and it's only one head of lettuce in that bitch. Hey, boy, you gotta invest in calamine lotion to eat. Yeah, what? Maybe. Did, did y'all ever have the calamine lotion and uh, the the oatmeal bag? I had the oatmeal bag, calamine lotion. I don't know about the oatmeal bath. I remember the oatmeal bath because it was very unpleasant and gross. Because it's cold and too. It ain't even to this day, I don't eat oatmeal because of the oatmeal bath. I do not. Was eat it, you got you got in that thing because of chicken pox? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, like, okay. I mean that was like the like right. back in '85 when I got chicken pox. That's how they treated. They gave you you took the oatmeal baths and then they give you the calamine lotion. I didn't take calamine lotion because I didn't like how it looked, but um, I used to just cry and scream. You walk it. around pink as fuck. Come out pink as fuck. Exactly. <laughs> So I just did the oatmeal bath, but even to this day, I don't fuck with oatmeal at all because of the oatmeal bath. So, um, well, what are y'all thoughts? That's, I mean, I, I mean, that's my that's my conspiracy theory. I just feel like, or is the world, the Earth, just trying to get rid of us? No, I mean the, <laughs> the Earth's always been trying to get rid of us. Plagues have been a part of the Earth since the beginning. You know what I'm saying? We're just a little bit, a lot of bit stupider now, and we just <laughs> do whatever the fuck we want to do. We go and fuck monkeys when we go to Africa and. In Asia, and we, you know, we kissing each other in the mouth with open soul. I mean, we just do dumb shit now. You know what I'm saying? And we don't, we don't have the infrastructure to necessarily support that and track diseases the way that we should. I mean, you saw what Trump did. He he deep six the whole fucking program basically. But plagues have always been a part of the human experience. We just Americans, we've been blessed and we've been lucky to not have a lot of them hit home. But now that we get these plagues in our country, like we lose our shit, like at the end of times. I mean, just at, you just got to come to grips that you, some of y'all just gonna die. It's it is what is it's it is what it is. But that's the way it's designed. We just got to get some of y'all up out of here and call the herd. That's that's life. Well, motherfuckers are like uh, monkeypox. The monkeypox going uh, people gonna stay in the house because people are fine with dying, but they ain't cool with looking ugly you know what i'm saying that's the type of world we live in now uh so i think that if niggas know that that the monkey pox uh on the planes i don't think they was gonna travel like that i don't think people really fuck like you look bad you know what i'm saying like feeling bad and looking bad are two different things and motherfuckers don't like to look bad you know so can you unseat uh, monkey pox jj no no i like i i Whenever somebody starts with the monkey, I see what some nigga today on the social media, they keep trying to show me this nigga with monkey pox and how brave he is. Like, I think it's monkey pox. Yes, nigga, it's 100% monkey pox. And I get the fuck off my feet. But my algorithm think I like it. I need to stop saying it so long. I keep saying monkey pox because somebody hates the way I say that. Like they say it in New Orleans, it's the way I say booty and on, the, on the podcast. They hate it. But no, nah, man, I mean... I don't think it's conspiracy. I think it's just uh, a product of us as people, like not leaving shit alone. Like back in the day, we wasn't like, like, hey, let's go in here and let's see what happens when we do this and do this. We just be fucking with shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we just fuck with shit, and like you said, a nigga might fuck a monkey, and then somebody and fuck a nigga with your monkey dick, and then now you know what I'm saying. But you can 
It's not a gay disease. You can get it just by open, like a motherfucker. It's mashed a monkey pock on you. Right. That's that's all it is. You know how it's nasty like, the nigga you got to be to mash a monkey pock on somebody? Oh, but you got to be a nasty motherfucker first and but foremost. You know <laughs> but no, you can do it like you let a motherfucker like between the sheets, like hotel rooms and all type. That's what they said. Like that you can leave like residual monkey pock somewhere and the nigga just rolling and then you having sex with your old lady in the fucking uh, La Quinta, and then look at you. Now everybody got it. Ooh, La Quinta. Them La Quintas, boy. Ain't nothing but the devil going on about La Quinta. Don't, don't stay at the La Quinta because you'll get the monkey pox. So monkey pox can spread to anyone through close, personal, often skin-to-skin contact, mashing a monkey pox on somebody, including direct contact. Oh, why do you keep saying That's so disgusting. What? What did that? Never mind. Go ahead. Direct contact with monkeypox, rash, scabs, or bodily fluid from a person with monkeypox, touching objects, fabrics, clothing, bedding, or towels, and surfaces that have been used by someone when they mash their monkeypox on it. And then oh, you contact. keep losing people in your hive. Like I'm trying to make it real for monkeypox. It's already real for me, player. You ain't got to do all that for me. I ain't going nowhere. Tell this shit over. Contact with respiratory secretions. <clears throat> Like, but real, real like quick, flip? what? Yeah, so, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Remember when um, COVID first came about, and they was like, you know, hand sanitizer, blah blah blah. Like, what's the antidote from monkeypox? Like, I was saying, work travel picked up. Do I need to like spray my hotel bed down with Lysol or something? Does that do anything? Like, yeah, it's a. F- so I think it's a few things. It's like what surfaces you touch first of all. So if you have Glove, like either having gloves or having um, what do they call it, like a hand sanitizer, not touching your face and shit afterwards, but keep your hands sanitized. I'm talking about the bedding and like and the right. bedding. You have, the, you have the lice. You have the remote the Does that shit work though? I haven't heard anything about. Yeah, like I don't know what the what to do to combat it. Got to bring your own fitted sheets with you in your bag. You better wear them long, get them pappy long johns. Why you boy, you know? I really will, like, go to... Look, this nigga will scratch it. No, for real, I'm scratching like shit. I go to, like, Dollar General or something and just buy, like, a little $10 sheet set and I take that shit in there and just leave that shit in there. A lot of people are doing that. I actually might do that. A lot of people are doing that. People have been doing that since bed bugs. They were like, I don't fuck with this bed bug shit, so they just bring sheets with them all the time. And, I mean, they'll take them off the bed, too, and take it with them, and... Bleach it and fire breathe it and all of that type of shit when they get back and use it for the next trip. So what I have from the CDC is they said avoid avoid close skin to skin contact with people who have a rash that looks like monkeypox. Monkeypox looks very distinct, by the way. I mean it's it's a pock with a big ass black shit in the middle. I mean it's pretty obvious, but um, do not touch the rash or scabs of person with monkeypox. Do not kiss, hug, cuddle, or have sex with anyone with monkeypox. Seems, seems pretty um, straightforward. Avoid contact with objects and materials that a person with mon- monkeypox is used. So do not share eating utensils or cups. Do not handle or touch bedding, towel, towels, or clothing of a person with monkeypox. Wash your hands often with soap and water or use an alcohol-based sanitizer, especially before eating or touching your face and after you use the bathroom. I wonder how fine... A chick with monkeypox has to be for the average thing of the beat. Like, I like. I'm just thinking, cause niggas roll the dice a lot. 
Um, I just want to know, like, the the hip to waist ratio would have to be for a nigga to be like, ah, I still be with that monkey pox. But the thing is, <laughs> for me to pop that monkey. <clears throat> what if they? What if they mash their face against yours? All right, kids? never mind. Let's just move on. This is the disgusting part of the My favorite word is mash. Hey. <laughs> I just want to make it real. Um, so, uh, interesting enough, we go into. Well, you brought up something very interesting. I wanted to delve into it because I wanted to learn more. You're talking about monkeypox skin, but let's talk about good skin. Let's talk about healthy skin, man. I know you said you've adopted a skincare routine. So can we can we go back and and say what really happened? This nigga Wood came in. He put on his ring light, and you was like. Damn, nigga, your skin look good. I didn't want to tell you that earlier, but fuck what you been doing. And then Wood got into this whole, you talk about it now, but that's how it started. Wood looks like a very rich, um, handsome Greek man. Greek? Damn, boy, this nigga nigga been flirting with you for the past couple episodes. (laughs) I haven't. If y'all are taking shot at home. (laughs) (laughs) The thing. I'm big up, I, I try to big up everybody. I say kind words to all y'all. If you go back to listen to this recording, I'll be, be bigging up everybody. All right, it's fine. I think, it's just, I think it's just supporting black men. But it is. <laughs> but yeah, man. Wanted to learn about the skin routine. First things first. You said we can't use a rag on our face, and I wanted to learn more about that because I've been using a rag on my face pretty much since 1984. Man, me too. So. All us when we got in the bathtub, your daddy and your mama washed your face with a goddamn wash rag. I have no idea why we're not supposed to use a wash rag. I think the multiple assertions well, are one. Well, before we get it, before we get into that, because you said this first, that we all know. Because, well, I know because my mama sold Mary Kay for a long time. But you were like, so you know, ne- we were talk later on like oh you never use the same wash rag you wash your ass with to wash your face oh yeah even please. if you do oh, it I thought that that was order. common knowledge please yeah. oh no no that's not common knowledge that's not common knowledge oh uh, um, yeah don't don't wash your ass in your face with the same same same, same uh same rag or loofah or whatever i mean honestly those are the first things i look at when i go in somebody's bathroom like if they only got one loofah in there with no rag you got questions um but um i had a chick used to question me like why you got two Washcloth, saying, "Why you got one?" You know, but um, yeah. So I mean, bacteria lives in wash rags too. I mean, even if you do have soap and shit, and it's nothing but soap, the soap and the water lives in the wash rag. It's a warm wash rag, prime for for bacteria, but also it's abrasive as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like wash rag, especially washing it, it's gonna rub off. Even though you may want to exfoliate, you know what I'm saying? That's not the type of exfoliation that you want on your skin. And, you know, I'm just going on this temper journey because basically my daddy is from the country and he didn't teach me none of that shit. Like he didn't have a pedicure until he was like 60 something years old. I didn't know what the fucking pedicure was. I haven't had a pedicure until like two years ago. So I'm trying to learn things and absorb things that I can one day teach my son that he doesn't have to be 40, 50 years old before he figures it out. So a skincare routine is one of those things, man. And I don't need a skincare routine. I mean, I don't have like pimples and blemishes and shit like that. But Nas has beautiful skin and I'm trying to have Nas level skin. You feel me? So I'm like, all right, what I need to do? Maybe I need to wash my fucking face. 
So got into YouTube like I usually do and started to look at black men's like skincare routines. And I'm like, this is a lot of shit that y'all motherfuckers is doing to your motherfucking face. You got fucking cleansers. You have exfoliants, like chemical exfoliants or uh, mechanical exfoliant, like a, something like an actual brush or something to use. And you got um, you got actual moisturization and what type of moisturizer do you want to put on your face? And if you use the chemical exfoliant, make sure that you have a motherfucking um, what is it? Uh, you got to put sunscreen on because exfoliant That's takes away some of your protection from the from the sun. You go fuck your skin. I'm like, bro, this is a fucking lot. You know what I'm saying? But I enjoy it. I mean, I don't, like I said, my skin wasn't bad. I don't, I don't, I don't think my skin looks particularly crazy. I mean, it has a little bit of a glow when I finish the routine, but it just makes me feel good to dedicate a little bit of time to myself to wash my motherfucking face. I mean, that alone. Is it because you're Ethiopian or Entrian? Is that why your skin glows so well? You talking to me? Yeah. You're the only Ethiopian on the podcast. <laughs> it, it could be. It could be. Okay. It, it could be because I'm yeah. East African. Salam, brothers and sisters. Salam. Listen, so uh, I just got word from a skincare professional uh, said she she'd come on the show next week to talk oh, about skincare. Let's so do it. Look, look at that. Look at God. Let's do That'd it. That'd be awesome. I I do want to say that I started like my my wife got me a facial for Father's Day, Whoa. and I will say nice, <laughs> nice, yes, sir. No, no like hey. like a facial from a spa. Oh, uh, getting your face cleaned. Fresh <laughs> Uh, so I went and got a facial, and I will say that's wow. something that you need to include, again, at a spa, um, a reputable spa. Uh, from from here on out, I'm going to go get a facial every six weeks because that shit does – that shit is good for your skin. Like, my skin felt different afterwards. They, like, they steam it for an hour. It felt like a, like a nice, fresh piece of broccoli in the face. So it was really good, you know what I'm saying? In general, it gets rid of, like, it surfaced a lot of blemishes and, and, and got them shits out the way. Like, it was, it was a great experience. Pores are open, cleared. You go to somebody who knows your face and can tell you what you're doing wrong. Like, hey, man, your skin is dry. Or, yeah. hey, like, you're oily right now. We need to do X, Y, and Z. I recommend a product that does this. I mean, I mean my, wife, my wife is big into skincare too and she goes to a dermatologist and she's like the feedback that a dermatologist gives you is not the same feedback as you would get from what are they called who are the people that do you facials uh, uh, esthetician yeah ooh that's a hard one for black people to say one of them yeah so the feedback you get from a, <laughs> a esthetician a, 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 one of them and a, yeah. uh, and a dermatologist are going to be different so it's good to get feedback from whichever one you do go to, or feedback from both if you go to both. I don't know, so. We'll, we'll, we'll deep, delve deeper next week. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, um, I wanted, so we talked about shade churches and pastors last podcast, but this, like, right after we had that, right after that podcast was released, like, some other ill shit happened. It's happened in Brooklyn, New York. So it was this pastor um i guess he was live and giving a sermon and at some point some robbers came in and stole allegedly a half a million dollars worth of jewelry from the pastor and i guess members of the congregation now from here from then on this pastor's gone viral in several different ways this nigga is like rich rich as fuck like he has a, a rolls royce 
he um, showed his prayer closet full of Fendi bags, like just like the shopping bags with hella suits and what he called his priestly robes. So this pastor <laughs> is rich as fuck um, and gave a little bit of scammer energy. But what was your thoughts? I know, JJ, you said you had some thoughts you want to share about a this. A little bit of scammer like, energy? Um, no, so, I mean, he's a scammer. Right. Not, like literally a scammer. So a lot of shit has been coming out that like this nigga has defaulted on loans. This nigga owes motherfuckers hundreds of thousands of dollars. This nigga has scammed people out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. So this is how he's getting his money. Um, it's just fucked up, man. Y'all know how I feel about shady preachers, man. Because, you know, I grew up in the church and I'm a man of the cloth. But, you know, people who lack and need, like, some sort of hope it's these type of niggas who like feed off that shit. You know what I'm saying? So like, while your um, congregation is giving 10% of something that they don't have, you around here with a closet full of $10,000, $20 bags and shoes and $50,000 suits and all this other bullshit. Like, that's why they say it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to get into heaven because why you need all that shit? And you're supposed to be like a shepherd of men. So I just think it's like real fucked up. And this and this stick up was, first of all, his church looked like it was a storefront. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not even like a real church. Like, you're just an, another place to scam, man. And I think it's a special place in hell for people who, uh, for false prophets, um, which clearly he is. And this was probably an insurance scam, too, because I've heard... Heard it go from like four hundred thousand to five hundred thousand to like a million dollars worth of jewelry, you know what I'm saying? So nine times out of ten, he's gonna say he that shit was insured and he's gonna get a check and whatever Brooklyn robbers who got to keep a couple of them chains are gonna come up, man. And this nigga's gonna keep being he's again he he he's gonna use this fucking uh, viral moment to capitalize on it, unlike. The, you know, the misshapen girl in the front of the Rattler statue. <laughs> but, funny. It, it, was, it was funny. But yeah, I mean, ultimately you get your, like, whatever is in the dark comes to light. I mean, you're going to, you're going to get your, your just do. I mean, I, at this point in life, I, I mean, as you get older, at least for me, I don't really wish nothing bad on anybody. I mean, it seems like wasteful. It seems like a like wasted emotion to kind of want someone to fail or or or, look, or hope for someone's downfall. I think everything usually just happens, you know, as it should. Um, good, bad, or indifferent. I just feel like you know, this pastor's been scamming his congregation, stealing from people that go to his church. Um, He's a false prophet, and I think ultimately, at the end of the day, all that shit comes to wash. Yeah, basically, um, people need to stop playing with God. Um, you see, it's it's making a mockery not only of the church and religion, but people. Like I read somewhere, a dude got a PPP loan um, into the mid six figures. And all this stuff is just overkill. You know what I'm saying? There's no point in doing that. Um, certain shit just doesn't add up. Like you have all these suits and you got this 
prayer closet at the house and all this other shit. But they say, like, the church is a storefront. You know what I'm saying? Like, none of this shit clearly is going into the building fine. Um, it's just wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're stealing from people. And that, that shit is just wrong. Like, what, what kind of level is your congregation on? You know what I'm saying? Is somebody in danger of getting their lights cut off or getting evicted or whatever while you're riding around in Fendi suits and shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's ridiculous. And then to be like thumbing your nose up at everybody posting these videos and all this, like, it's ridiculous. But somebody was saying that shit was probably like insurance scam anyway. So, who knows? No, I smell like an insurance scam for sure. But I said, we'll see what happens with that nigga, man. So, oh, we about to close, man. Um, Let's go to sports. So, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is the quarterback of the uh, Arizona Cardinals. And recently, this young man got a five-year, $230.5 million contract extension uh, with the Cardinals. Now, this was, I think, you know, I'm a, I think he's a great quarterback person. I think Kyler Murray is definitely a talent. Um, I know there was questions about his leadership. Uh, I, I think he's still young. But um, in general, this is a good contract. High, he'll, he's like the second highest paid quarterback in the league at this point. Um, but there was some controversy around his contract saying um, basically there was a clause that was included. I think since now it's been removed. But there, at one point there was a clause requiring him to spend four hours per game week on independent, on independent study, um, really just focusing on watching game film. They said there was no question about how he prepares. Like there was no concerns about his preparation methods but I don't know if you ask him, if you include a clause like that I mean I feel like the opposite like there must be something that you're not doing or you're not putting all your work in as far as preparation but um, Wood had an interesting question for us with that in mind what would your Kyler Murray clause be for your job anyone had any thoughts on that um, for me my clause would probably be like FaceTime type of clause where I probably have to do a meeting and be on camera to be present and accounted for it. Like I'm pretty much a person you give me a task and then consider it done and I'm going to do that shit at my leisure kind of and not to say too much like I'm going to sprinkle in my own breaks and whatever kind of stuff. Like yesterday um Something I happened, like I had to go pick up my son in the middle of the day. And just for whatever reason, my manager just happened to call me like as soon as I got like five minutes down the, down the street from the house. But um, because I do have a good rapport with him, like when he's off or whatever, I generally cover for him. So um, he's like, oh, you out and about? I was like, yeah, I got to go around pick up my son. He's like, oh, okay, no problem. This is what's going on. And he just like ran it down to me and that was no big deal. But the way stuff moves around, you know, like if I went to a different team and had a different manager or something, they might not move the same way. Like me and my manager are a lot the same. Like he hates arbitrary meetings and all of that kind of stuff. So um, it works. So that would probably be it. Like, hey, turn your camera on. We need to see that you're like in your office at your desk working for four hours a day or whatever gets probably sounds something like that mine would probably be above and be honest <laughs> nigga like 
You well, what I gotta, what I, what I gotta do. All right, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Man, that's oh, it. You know so you're gonna be putting all, you gonna be doing your best. Nah, nah, I do not. Yeah, I'm all right with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool. What what gets done needs to get done, and you know that's done. Now, if you have some other motivating factors for me to to go above and beyond, I will. But like, yeah, I'm not I'm I'm not slaving for the white man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, get my job, do my job, get that motherfucker done. But like, that's about it. You know what I'm saying? This isn't nigga my passion, so I'm gonna do what I need to do. And you know, I'm not gonna make anybody else's job harder. Um, and I'm gonna do what I need to do, get it done. But that's, that's what you're gonna get out of me. A solid 67%. That's like a D plus. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. So for me, it would be uh, maybe like a a percentage around procrastination. Like I'll I'll reduce procrastination by forty eight percent or something like that. Because I that's that's my that's my Achilles heel at work in general. I I put a lot of shit off to maybe the last minute, and then I. But that's when I, I'm like the type where I shine in that those last few minutes. <laughs> so I tend to do that a lot. Like if I need to if I have some shit that needs to be done and I know it needs to be done tomorrow, I'm probably gonna start on it around eleven thirty PM and just do a full night grind. But that shit'll end up being excellent. But, you know, for one, I put it off, so it's just extra stress I'm putting on myself. And a lot of times they could tell because I'm, I wake up and I'm in, in the meetings the next day groggy and, and ineffective. So I guess reducing the procrastination, that's, that's the, my biggest, that's my biggest sticking point. Like I, I, I know I have a problem and I haven't done anything to fix it. So that, that'd be it for me. What about you, Wood? Oh, so yeah, f- uh, fantasy football requests started coming in all of a sudden. So I kind of zoned out for a minute, but it's definitely drinking on the job. Like, I mean, the mother <laughs> definitely like. I mean, I mean, not like I come shit face the meetings or anything like that, but if they did have a gripe, it's like, hey man, you're a little bit too fucking relaxed right now for the work day. You know what I'm saying? So it would definitely be something like that. Or or eating like during a meeting. Like, I mean, I don't really know what the etiquette is to eating and drinking. I mean, especially on a customer call. I, w- I mean, coffee, I do not give a fuck. I will drink coffee in front of a customer. I don't think there's a problem with that. I know there are some people that do have a problem with that. Like they won't drink coffee or have any sort of anything to eat or drink in front of a customer. I don't give a fuck. I'm a specialist. I do what I want to do. Um, but and if it's not a customer, I will definitely eat or drink in front of a um, a team member. No fucking problem. And yes, there's alcohol in my cup sometimes. So definitely would stop drinking on the job. So real quick. That you brought that up. I remember uh, my manager from training uh, told us, like, when y'all go out into the field, you need to eat your breakfast and all that stuff before you get there. She was like, these customers are paying a lot of money, and they don't want to see you uh, thumbing through the USA Today eating your breakfast and drinking coffee and shit. So I always kind of put that in the back of my mind, but I wouldn't eat in front of a customer, but I would have something to drink, like. Damn, I might need a little sip of water while I'm yeah, like water, water. But like, 
Well, I don't drink coffee, but I mean, I have like a Coke or what? I wouldn't have a liquor drink or anything like in in person. Um, but I wouldn't want somebody to like smell that shit or something. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't have a drink. I don't. I don't see a problem with that. I wouldn't be trying to eat no fucking croissant in front of them or that. <laughs> but whatever. Nah, man. I was gonna say since we're talking about sports and clauses, y'all heard about the Zion Williamson's contract? You got a clause? Extension clause. Was it something about his being fat? Uh, that his weight and his body percentage uh can add up uh to let it has to let add up to less than two ninety five. So if he's two hundred and seventy pounds, he can only be twenty five percent like body fat. So if he goes up. Up in weight, he has to go down in body fat, man. So I thought that I was hilarious. Fair. I mean, I do too, cause the motherfucker play for the Pelicans. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know. A no fatties allowed clause is kind of fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, but a nigga signed that shit, so I mean, if he plays basketball. I mean that. Him carrying all that weight is just going to cut down on his career potential and his money-making potential because he's fucking his knees up. I, mean, I think he's just looking out for him. Even if he like goes to New York at the end of the life of that contract or goes to some other major market, at least he knows that they were looking out for him in his best interest. We'll see. I hope he stays in New Orleans, though. I think the Pelicans will have a squad this year. We'll see. <laughs> I, don't, sure. I don't trust him or uh, Jameis Winston. She ain't got to take my word for it. You rock with us this far in the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead, visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love, show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint increase the popularity of this podcast is to support follow us on facebook instagram twitter and as always if your shit is hot enough it just might be on the show now for the with all due respect with all due respect everybody can't get a pass um i say that on the heels of a a number of or a series of actions that have happened against persons of color um it really i don't even think persons of color matter but just on the heels of Deshaun Watson, uh, Brittany Greiner, uh, now Iman Shumpert, um, in these activities that have gotten him in trouble with the law, right? And regardless of how you feel about uh, men versus women or uh, legalization of marijuana, uh, things of that nature, there are very much laws that are on books and there are rules that are on books that you have to be aware of as a citizen, not only of this country, but of this world. And you can't expect someone to give you a pass every single time that something happens. I'd also like to add the young lady um, who posed naked at at FAMU uh, on on the campus, right? The overwhelming opinion is, oh, man, that's messed up how they did Brittany Griner. You know what I'm saying? Like, she she had weed she didn't know or whatever. Like, y'all need to stall her out and let her go. Like, she's wrongfully imprisoned. You have Deshaun Watson who, you know... We know about 24 women or whatever that have alleged sexual misconduct and some sexual assault against him. And the overwhelming uh, opinion is, oh, man, let that man go. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't get indicted by 
uh, two grand juries, like we don't know how grand juries work and like we don't know how athletes in general, or especially professional athletes work. I mean, he's basically the starting quarterback for the state of Texas, you know what I'm saying, at that time, right? So let's not act like we don't know how that works. Um, the young lady who posed naked under the cover of darkness knew exactly what she was doing. Um, but yeah, people want to give her a pass. It's youthful exuberance or whatever, right? And while on his face, I don't have a problem with that, but everybody can't get a pass. We can't go through life expecting to only look at rules, only look at laws as suggestions, and then try to argue the validity of the law after the fact, right? That's not a recipe for success, you know, and I hope, you know, us in our normal, somewhat average lives are not, you know, are not thinking that way, right? Because you will go to jail. There are plenty of people in jail right now who try to argue the law after the fact, you know, they try to, oh man, but that's messed up, mitigating circumstances or uh, you know, well, you don't know the background he comes from, but beloved, everybody has a story. Everybody comes from somewhere. There's always something that led us up to the decisions that we made, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. But when it comes down to it, you got to know where you're at. Like Five Stack says, time and place. You have to be aware of what time it is and what place you are at in order to make the best decision. You can't think about those things after the fact. I don't want to see my people in jail. I don't want to see people that are not my people in jail. You know what I'm saying? I just don't like to see seemingly intelligent, logical people end up in jail because they can't stop and think in the moment to make the better decision. So if you are one of those folks and, you know, your first response is to always give people the benefit of the doubt and say, hey, man, that's messed up. Maybe they shouldn't do X, Y, and Z to them. I just want you to do a little soul searching yourself, you know, when you're about to make a mistake and realize that would be nice if it's not what the situation is most of the time. Always be aware, especially those of you that carry a weapon every day. If you are having a concealed weapons permit, it is your responsibility to know the law. You know, you can't just, you know, attack someone, whether it's in self-defense or not, and be ignorant of the law. If you drive a vehicle, you know what I'm saying, you, you drive that vehicle under the influence or whatever, you need to be aware of those laws. If you have a marijuana car, you need to be aware of those laws and all those rules. And I'm not trying to be a square about it, but we are the targets of, uh, we're the objects of law enforcement activity. They would rather throw us in jail than other people in jail. So they are going to be looking for reasons to put us in that jailhouse. The same way the Russians did that for Brittany Reiner for political reasons. Those same things happen here in the United States, but they happen for different reasons. So be smart about it, man. Like don't give anybody a reason to take your freedom away because I want to see my people thrive. I want to see my people successful, but we can't be that unless we understand the threats and the pitfalls that have already before us that are already trying to take us out the game with all due respect. Okay. So which, which, what's worse? Like the devil, you know, or the devil, you don't know. Check, check. You know check, what I'm check, saying? Check, <laughs> we hear you. Good. This is a great um, question for a podcast that we do. By the way, I can't believe I did that, but yeah, yeah, I think it is. I think it's a great question. Because at least with the devil, you know, you go to the front house and niggas be like, nigga, you be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Shrug right. emoji. And, and niggas would be like, well, she, that mouth is fire. I mean, we did. Run that mouth train. But then you go to fucking prairie view and you ride there like, 
What's up, new? Give me a shot of that hitter, nigga. Like, Hold on, I got Poyos in the cup, nigga, because I don't know. You know what I'm saying? That's me, that's me. Like, I feel like I wouldn't be in the shit at what you call it, at another school, per se. Like, I'll just be here. Yeah, i just be with your friends. Like, oh, okay, we hanging with the cheerleaders. All right, whatever. Like, I mean, they know, but they ain't going to say nothing. Like, let me tell you something. Oh. Bitches will <laughs> rap. Right. They, they, they going to take that shit to the grave. They do. They really do. And it's almost, I feel like it's wrong. Until one chick cross another chick and then all the secrets come out. Like, that bitch been broke. She been doing credit scams. So. <laughs> Right. That's yeah, yeah, long as they don't fall out. That bitch ain't never wash a draw. <laughs> Should be flimsy as fuck. What we got? What we got, Chef? What over uh, there getting high? I say I would love to be out of here by ten thirty, fellas. Let's go. Uh oh, it might be one of them. I know. Hey, my nigga got a sex sex appointment. Hey, hey, Hold hey, up. hey, hey, hey! You don't see this moisturization thing? <laughs> face moisturizing. You do. You look great, man. I ain't want to say nothing. <laughs> hey, boy. I didn't want to compliment you. <laughs> Dive in. This nigga is ready. Ready to roll. Hey, man. Let's, let's get in. Uh, I, went on, I went on YouTube and uh, started. I never had a skincare routine. You feel me? But I feel like at a certain age, you're supposed to have a skincare routine. Oh, shit. I mean, at least wash your face properly. I mean, me, I mean, <laughs> wash your face when you take a fucking shower. You know, just. The soap, yeah, the, the soap is the soap. You know what I'm saying? But mm. I started doing a little research, and I guess I'm not supposed to do it that way. So, you know, oh, you're not supposed, you're not supposed to wash your face with your with 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 a rag. Period. You know, you're supposed to have two separate rags, one for your ass, one for your face. But you're not even supposed to use a rag to wash your face. I ain't even know that. You're only supposed to use your hands. You're only supposed yeah. to use your hands. You're not supposed to use hot water. Like I got to turn the water down to wash my face. Like two separate sets of water. How do you get the germs out? I feel like you got a question for me is why do you have to rinse your hair with cold water when you use conditioner? I didn't know like, that you have to rinse your hair with cold water when you use that conditioner. That shit says it on the directions. Rinse with oh, tepid water. Shit. I use that leave-in <laughs> conditioner shit. So after I get out the shower, I put that shit on and leave it in. But you, you let that nigga Jeff be blowing out the right. act, nigga. But you're supposed to use the leave-in like on your co-wash days, but you're still supposed to use the regular conditioner like on your wash days. Hey boy. Oh, see, I don't. You watch it. Oh, you condition every yeah, day. Like, yeah. I, you, yeah. Only nigga on the podcast metro, with no hair. The metro episode. <laughs> you got. You got. <laughs> I, I know it's your hair. Nigga with no hair. Hey boy. These niggas having a curl off, and I'm around here. <laughs> Just let me get a number one on the. What oh, makes it funny is I still I could have swore it was bald and all of a sudden he just had a was flourishing. Yeah, I got tired. So hold on, hold on, no, no, man, hold on. Say say that to the podcast. What you trying to say? This nigga you got a rug? No, he don't have a rug. That nigga just decided to grow his hair. Some people just have that power. Not right has that. Hey man, Jimmy, Jimmy Wallace will tell you he got the natural naturally curly hair. Please don't touch. He just really? shave his shit bald. Yeah. I mean, I think it was bald, like fresh out of high school. Like, I don't know, so say, just, I think so I've never, doing that too. I don't think I've never seen Jimmy Wallace wear. Like when I sh- showed up in two thousand, I think that nigga was already bald. Yeah, they been just shaving his hair. Man, you can't lie to tell Jose Derek Fisher with afro, I guess. 